everyone. Worth Living is back. Um, this is Kat Davis. I'm here with Keith Anderson. Hi, Keith. Hi, Kat. The founder of Worth Living. And then Katie Campo, one of my fellow co-hosts. Hey, Katie. Hey. If you guys can hear, I'm a little bit happier today. Finally <laughs> quit my job and started a new one. So Wonderful to hear. Yes. <laughs> so everything's a little bit brighter. It's also been wonderful <laughs> weather out here. So pretty happy. And uh, right. we also have a new uh, presidential elect. So pretty happy about that. Uh, so it's been a good week. <laughs> It, it, us, we in Canada are, are quite happy with it too, Kat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, big time. Yeah. All right. So this is part two of our uh, relationship little mini series that we're having. Um, we all just had so much to say about men- mental illness and relationships. So we decided to do part one and part two. So this is part two. If you haven't listened to part one, I suggest going back. There we just speak about our individual um, kind of journeys through figuring out relationships before, during, and after, like, our initial diagnosis and treatment. So that's a really good one. But today we have a little bit more of a discussion-based podcast for you guys. So I'm just going to throw out a couple of things, and we're just going to talk about them. Are you guys ready? Yeah. All right. Perfect. Okay. Um, so first thing we want to talk about is getting back into the dating game. So let's set this up. You've been diagnosed. You started treatment, whether that's medication, therapy, whatever it is. And you may be wary, but you're thinking, okay, it's time to get back out there. What happens next? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> One of one I thought about for many years. Okay, when I did not date after my, my after my breakdown and, and and years of recovery. Okay, I did not go there. Um, probably like, I think I mentioned last week. Okay, about ten years or so passed. Okay, between one relationship, which was the super one in my life. Okay, to you know getting back into it. Okay, and and I, I alluded to last week that you know, just the idea of you know saying hello to somebody. Mm, yeah, you know, and I could do that. It's so easy. I could talk. Making to, a move. To yeah, make <laughs> making that move, okay? showing an interest, okay, and like, hey, I like you, kind of thing. You know, How do you be sort of human? A, me? How do you be human? Yeah, exactly. How do you get that, vulnerable again, right? That was literally my sort yeah. of response to it. Like, how do I interact like a human yeah. would that is mm. interested in another human? I, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, for it, sure. It's it's a challenge. It's okay? a daunting. Yeah, and you know, the self confidence comes into the picture, self esteem and self worth, all those kind of things that are are part of, you know, my depression and you know, and, and other. How do you kind of gather that? How do you collect that? That that yeah, absolutely, and, and say hello to someone. Yeah, you know, and, and mm-hmm. show an interest. I mean, you know, because you, you, you go get rejected, right? Right. Yeah. And I know I'm not the only one here who had a relationship ruined before they were diagnosed. Mm. Um, that could be a serious catalyst for a lot of people. And then you're like, well, I don't want that to ever happen again. This mental illness, like maybe this means I can never date. Obviously, it ruined that relationship. It's going to ruin the next one. Yeah. Um, that's I, really hard. <laughs> I sure. think that also it's hard to date period because you're putting your self-esteem and your confidence on the line. Mm-hmm. Someone can decide that they don't like you and that hurts regardless of if you're mentally ill or not. But when you're mentally ill, it might 
feel as though it hurts Mm -hmm. 10 times more um, because you're that much more sensitive and fresh to the situation. Right. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So no, it definitely makes it harder. I think um, for myself, I, I, I almost had a fuck it mentality. (laughs) As bad as that sounds, it's like Mm -hmm. my mentality was, if this person doesn't like me, then we weren't meant to be mm-hmm. in the first place because the no. person that I end up with is going to like me regardless of how awkward or mentally mm-hmm. ill I am. Right. Yeah. I just had a lot of guilt going in. I just oh. felt like I was solely responsible for the failure of my previous relationship. And I was like, I never want to put this on anyone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was just feeling so guilty and projecting that on any like potential <laughs> suitors um just <laughs> my fear and just like the knowledge of like oh this was definitely how like I'm the one who ended this it was just me come on like obviously mental illness played an aspect obviously me without my mental illness played an aspect but you know who did the other person too mm-hmm. and that was a hard pill to swallow I wanted to take all that guilt and hold it within me and I wanted to make the other person completely guilt-free and that was hard yeah yeah but I mean eventually I did it yeah you know and and, you know like you said earlier there um Katie I think you know we're we're human right yeah we're we're social beings we we want to interact with people we want to be with people okay and unless you take that jump you're, I, I'll be asleep in my bedroom for, for years, you know, even even more so back then, okay? So it was sort of like, you know, your attitude, like you said, you know, you had this bucket attitude. Well, yeah, I kind of <laughs> did too. I mean, I have a choice. I can either explore, okay, and dating again, or I stay home, okay? Well, yeah. no, I, I wasn't, I didn't want that any, any longer. I, I was ready to date. I don't I think I've ever heard Keith say the F word. <laughs> oh, this is a momentous occasion. I love it. <laughs> I feel like this question of how do you re-enter the dating pool when you're mentally ill, there's no right answer. Nope. You just nope. you just kind of do it. And the thing is, you're going to get hurt. I think that's yep. a thing that you almost have to accept going in right mm-hmm. away. Yep. Is that you can potentially get hurt. Someone will not like you. And yep. as painful as that is, you're not going to like people either. So in the mm-hmm. end, you're going to hurt just as many people as, you know, you also get hurt by. I don't know yep. if that makes any sense whatsoever. No, but... you're, you're spot on there, Katie. Yes, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, there's no right answer. It's, mm. it's hard to date, period. And it's going to be yeah. hard to date always. Um, yes, unless for you're... sure butterfly who likes to meet new people but even then you know you're opening yourself up to being vulnerable and that's pretty fucking scary yes it is it's scary and it's even scarier when you haven't fully accepted and learned to love the scary parts of yourself like i know i was yeah i knew it was there but i didn't accept it and i certainly didn't love it Mm -hmm. how are you gonna let anyone else in Mm -hmm. and honestly maybe like it was not like i fully loved my disorder before I started dating it it happened at the same time they were separate events but they happened it was a more of a blurry line the people who say that you have to be 100% like mentally like sane before you ever 
get dip your toes in another relationship i just think that's bs it annoys me so much Mm -hmm. because for someone who's bipolar for example my time frame for being uh stable is like slim to none so if i have to wait until that until my moods adjust almost randomly or with my medication in order to go find someone like i'd be single forever and that just makes me mad i mean Mm -hmm. i think you have to be ready in that you're trying to figure yourself out you can't obviously you can't be in a state of like panic or, or like you can't be in the midst of like your deep dark mental illness but you can still have problems and get back into the dating game sure you can yeah. yeah, I feel like that kind of segues well into the next prompt about, um, like, was it how do you date someone who's mentally ill? Yeah, so the next one is um, really, like, how do you disclose your mental illness throughout the relationship? So um, I know for me, I was building up the courage for my first relationship after being diagnosed. I was building up the courage to finally tell him. It was about a month, two months in, and I was, you know, had a little bit of alcohol into me, loosened me up a little bit. And I said, look, I'm bipolar. And he said, I know. And I was like, what? And my first thought is like, oh, my God, do I really act that like (laughs) poorly? Does he really like, is he really able to tell? No, someone had told him before we started dating even Mm -hmm. like when we were meeting for the first time someone told him by the way she's bipolar um and it was like my first thought was like to be pissed that someone had told him but then my second was like overwhelming relief because he knew for this long and obviously it didn't bother him it didn't even Mm -hmm. bother him enough to bring it up to me he just said i just wanted to wait until you were ready to bring it up to me which i just Mm -hmm. thought was outstanding i mean i thought that was the best response possible and i know i was so so lucky to get that right out the gate after being diagnosed because so many people they get knocked down immediately and that's 10 times harder to get build it up after being knocked down yeah my experience okay was was i met this woman okay um she was of, of interest for sure okay and and normally when you meet somebody new, right? Okay, within the first three to four questions, there is, what do you do? Hi, how are you? What do you do? <laughs> well, by that point, I wasn't practicing law any longer. Okay, so I couldn't say that. Okay, and I was doing mental health work, advocacy, speaking at conferences and writing and so on. Well, how do you talk, disclose that without disclosing my personal history? It was all, it's all part of the whole package. Exactly. So I, I the same as you, you're doing a, a podcast here tonight, the three of us. If somebody should ask you tomorrow, what did you do, did you do last night, Cat or Katie? Well, <laughs> I did a podcast. Oh, that's interesting. What about? Well, there you are, right? Okay. It, yeah. It, we're, yep. We're public, so you know, it kind of comes in into the discussion at times. Yeah, for sure. I definitely yeah. relate to that a little. When I was doing my master's, my research was on sociology of mental health and illness. And I mean, most people pick their research interests based on their personal experience. So uh, <laughs> <it was laughs> right. a, little a, a little bit of a giveaway. Sure. But, um, I don't know. I, I, I guess in my, t- in my early 
I'm still in my early 20s. I was going to say I was in my mid 20s, but 24 <laughs> is not quite. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, between 22 and 24, I, I've just, I haven't cared so much about um, how I disclose. I'm just become very comfortable as I've been disclosing my mental health status online uh, through my research um, just all over the place. So I've always been like, after a while, just like, Hey, this is something you might want to know about me. And if you like it or don't like it, then I don't know how to feel. This is, this is kind of how it is. Um, I, I am a bit more abrasive. I suppose some people would describe me as so Maybe abrasive. Um, <laughs> It's, it's <laughs> talking, um, but in the best way, in the best way, nothing but love. <laughs> I know, I know. I, yeah, I'm just, I'm very honest, a little too honest. And uh, so for myself, I guess I don't really have the best advice. Do it when you're comfortable, do it when you feel safe. Yep. Yes. Um, you shouldn't have to force it if you're not sure. ready to. Yes. And you also like what Kat went through, your friends and family, like it should be your news to disclose. It shouldn't be anyone else's. It's personal. It's about you. Um, so that's sort of my take on that. It's all about, yeah. you know, if the time feels right, it feels right. If yeah. it's right. the first date yeah. for you, I guess it's the first date for you. If it's, mm-hmm. if it's the first date now, for you, yeah, it Katie and Keith. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It typically is. It's like the moment they meet me. <laughs> but I'm the same way, know, Katie. Yeah. yeah. It could be it could be months before you actually tell someone. And that's okay. Me, 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 me. You, you, you shouldn't feel the pressure, right? It's, yeah. it, there's yeah. no right standard. It's very Not at all. No. Absolutely. And then once you disclose it, or even before you disclose it, there, there are signs everywhere. Um, oh, two yeah. big signs for me. No. I can't fall asleep without my medication. My antipsychotic doubles as a heavy sedative at the high doses. At yeah. low doses, it's prescribed to prevent insomnia. 25, 50 milligrams helps with insomnia. I take 300 milligrams. That thing knocks me out. But the other hand is I can't sleep without it. So anytime I'm going to sleep over I guys, I have to bring my little pill bag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have to explain that. It's not a little melatonin tablet. Yeah. <laughs> you ha- there is some explaining to do. Um, another one, another huge one is therapy. Yeah. Oh, what were you doing today? Oh, I had a meeting with the therapist. Well, why? For no reason whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, why did you work out today? Just We're just doing what we need to do. Part of life. Yeah. yeah, it's just part of life. Oh, yeah. And Katie, I know you said that you've had relationships where people have asked you what they've said. Yeah. What, you said in therapy? what did you say about me? It's whoa. Um, who said I even talked about you? <laughs> God, like the nerve, the uh, the ego on this person. The audacity. The That's audacity. The word of the day. Yes. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. No. I mean, if I were to say the do's and don'ts of dating someone who's mentally ill, um, don't try to make it about yourself. No. Uh, that's kind of really shitty. Yeah. Books. Yeah. And you I, should be happy there. And like, if they need to have therapy, you should be happy for them. If they need to go work out, stuff. if they have, need a bubble path, you should be happy that they're doing what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah sure. That's it. 
Yeah. yeah. I think the favorite thing for me that my partner is sort of doing for me right now, she's like asking questions and looking for resources. I told her about this book that I've read in the past about OCD and she was like, oh, can I borrow it? And I just love that because I feel seen. I feel like someone's trying to understand me. For sure. It's yeah, so important. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, about, what about you, Keith? Yeah, um, yeah talk about understanding there. Okay. Uh, um, I had a, a, a dear friend a number of years ago. Okay. And she was married and she had depression and such. Okay. As, as I did. And I asked her, you know, we got talking about this topic one evening and I asked, like, you know, how does your husband fit in, into this? Okay. With, with your mental health challenges. Okay. And her response was, he is understanding, but he does not understand. Okay. And it, mm-hmm. it gave me pause to think like, oh, yeah, I, 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 I understood what she was saying. Like, pardon the pun there. Okay. But, but <laughs> yeah. it, it, it made sense to me. Okay. And, and you know, I, I've, I've thought over the years, I mean, you, you know, and I, I've looked at myself and kind of, that's my only reference really is, is myself and, and, and my journey. Okay. And I've said this before, but, um, you know, before my depression set in, did I understand mental health challenges? Not at all. After, Not at sure, all. Same I did, here. Because I, I lived it. I went through it. My, my family went through it all. And I have a different perspective now. I, I, I understand. Okay. I, I, I can you know, always say that. I understand people who have been, have been through the darkness. Okay. Um, so you bring it in the context of dating. Um, will your partner understand? Will, will he or she be understanding? Do we want them to be? Do we need them to be? Totally. You know? So yeah. true. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we're okay with somebody who's simply understanding, okay? They need not understand everything, okay? Because I will not disclose everything either. I mean, there's some things yeah. in my life that nobody will ever know. Yeah. Okay. They're sacred. Exactly. I, absolutely. And that's my prerogative. Okay? Totally. To share what I want and not to share what I want. Yeah. If totally. Everything- understood how bad intrusive thoughts could be for OCD, I would be startled. Mm. <laughs> it would mean that everyone had OCD, you know? Like, I would be. I think this sympathy pl- versus empathy, empathy is so important. Mm. Like, you could sympathize, like, I can sympathize with someone who has OCD, but I can't empathize. I don't have OCD. Yeah, that that is how it is. I mean, if you think about other facets of someone else's life, I mean, I can't understand someone who faces racism on a day to day day basis. Sympathize. I can try, try my best to educate myself on uh, racism, but I'm never going to understand. Yeah. Racism feels like. Sure. Yeah. Same with me in the LGBTQ community. I can sympathize all day long, but I can't empathize. I don't know. And mm-hmm. I, sure. I mean, never say never. It's not something like race. Like, who knows? But right now, I can't empathize with it. Mm-hmm. No, that's exactly it. Um, mm-hmm. I think that this idea that you, if you want your partner to understand everything you're going through, it's unrealistic. It's not attainable. No, it's not. Totally. No. It's not, so, and nor do you like want it to be, or nor, nor should you expect it. I mean, I know when I went into my first psychiatric ward, I was diagnosed with depression. I met a girl who's bipolar, and I remember thinking, "Oh man, she's really crazy." 
Like, I'm a little bit crazy, but she's really crazy because she's bipolar. And, and because I didn't know anything about it. All I just knew is what I thought I knew was that bipolar it was worse than depression, which is just you, you can't you cannot like either or or equals or less than or greater than mental illness. But that like that just proves how little I knew about mental illness when I was diagnosed. Yeah. And look at me now. I'm the bipolar one. And now I know so much about sure. it. But I can't expect the person that I'm dating to know about it unless they are bipolar too. Mm-hmm. And I want them to. I want them to try to understand. I want them to be understanding. But they're probably never going to truly understand. I mean, mm-hmm. again, who knows? Maybe they'll be diagnosed with bipolar later in life. But like but right even, now, I've never say, dated someone who's bipolar. Can you say everyone's experience of bipolar is the exact same? No. No. Exactly. But I think. I think people who have bipolar are able to like come to a common under like understand each other in a way that other people really can't. That is true. But at the end of the day, even mentally ill people, I mean, all three of us share the fact that we're mentally ill, but we're mentally ill in very different ways. Mm. Totally. Totally. Yeah. But we do it. Yeah. And, and, and that's the, the, I think the biggest distinction is never, never, assume you know what someone else is going yeah. through yeah period and, and differences of course in terms of different challenges okay but i would suggest as well that you know we share empathy we share understanding we share acceptance okay that breath we don't with other people okay because of what, what mm-hmm. we've all been through okay i remember having yeah. you, know, uh, you know another friend of mine okay uh, um who had come here to do, do, do a speech, okay, for a fundraiser here on, on mental health, okay, and and um, I spent some time with her, okay, for, you know, three, four days, and, you know, she has bipolar, okay, um, anxiety, um, different backgrounds, different histories, different everything pretty much, okay, but we shared stories, okay, our journeys and such, we laughed and cried and, 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 and you know, enjoy our time and, but yeah, you know there were differences, of course, but a lot of a lot of stuff in common. Okay, I think that's what we share. Okay, yeah. so you know, do, do we then you know look you know to, to a partner who does not have any history of mental health challenges? Okay, um, you know, how can we have expectations that that person will understand? Maybe it's a maybe it's an unfair expectation to have. Yeah. Okay. For me, I think it's an unfair expectation to have, but I do expect them to want to learn and to try to learn. Sure period yeah the same way that i mean the same way that my friends have wanted to learn and have tried to learn and have learned absolutely i agree yeah okay um another good segue (laughs) so what is what is your advice for dating someone who's mentally ill patience (laughs) oh goodness that was fast (laughs) patience Um, yes i cannot stress that enough um because for example i'm very very sensitive if someone gets mad at me i start to cry (laughs) just immediately i can't help it and you know people will say that's a manipulative tactic and i'm like no i'm not trying to i want you to be able to be mad at me however i can't control the fact that i'm crying like i i just it's for me my ocd has to do with like being a good person and so when someone's upset with me I immediately lose it. Like, I just can't handle the idea of someone being angry at me. 
And so I've had partners in the past where, you know, it's been really frustrating with because they can't sometimes have an honest conversation with me without me bursting out into tears. And so my advice was always like, you just got to like do it anyway. Like I know crying is uncomfortable for people, but it, it, it's just, it is what it is. Like I'm emotional. I'm more so emotional than a lot of people out there because of my mental illness. That's just a part of what you get when you get to date me. <laughs> oh, let me um, but yeah, I think a lot of listening, um, just listening, patience, um, being there to the best of your abilities, but also being able to set boundaries is super important. Yeah. Yes. I think that if you're dating someone who's mentally ill, it could be easy to fall into a caregiving role, but that's not always your role. Like you got to make sure that even if you are listening, you're not yeah. a therapist. Yeah. Absolutely. Establish that boundary. You know, if they, if they're, if your partner's really struggling, you can say, Hey, um, should I like drive you to therapy or like, should we, you know, like really like look into this more deeply or like I can help you by going on a walk with you, but also there's amount of listening that I can do. And this is too much Yeah, Being able to be honest and frank with your partner. I yeah, think definitely. is so important. Yeah, I agree. I think comfort is a really good one. Like mm. for me, I need a lot of comfort and just like reassurance that I'm loved. He cares for me. That he, mm-hmm. like, the mental illness doesn't matter. In fact, he loves me, all of me. That includes my mental illness. Um, I know I can get self-conscious, and I'm like, oh, this is too much. I know my moods have been too much for you. He's like, I'll tell you when your moods are too much for me. They've never mm-hmm. been too much for me. Yeah, like, honestly, just providing yeah. comfort and love and just warmth is so mm-hmm. important to me. It's something that I, I've always looked mm-hmm. for in a partner, but it's especially important to me. Once I disclose my mental illness, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I'm just, I've been thinking here. Okay. Listening. Um, my giving <laughs> dating advice in general, um, a bit rich, perhaps. Okay. Um, I've had, you know, a, a number, many of, of partners over the years. Okay. <laughs> for those who are joining us, I'm the old one here. Okay. You know, as I mentioned last week, okay, so I'll follow up on that perhaps. To this. By what? What is it? Five? Five? <laughs> ten years? Um, the, the, the age difference? Oh, no. How a, lot, a lot more. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, um, and um, I think in, in any relationship, and I'm kind of thinking of the past, okay, and you know, pre-depression and, and, and post-depression, I guess, okay, Um honest and as you said katie okay comfort cat definitely okay being forthright in terms of my challenges like like i've said i i I disclose quite readily okay to a certain extent though there's a limit on it um i think that's important okay your comfort level as we've discussed is is critical as well here and um you know just to sort of be so comfortable that 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 you want to share and a person that wants to hear that wants to listen. Like listening is, mm-hmm. is huge here on, on both parts, okay? And to explain um, why I don't like certain days of the year, okay? Like mm-hmm. I hate February 23rd mm-hmm. of every year, the, the, the date my father died, okay? 
So February mm-hmm. is not a pretty month for me. Yeah. Okay. The buildup is horrible. Okay. Um, so like you to explain, you know, the, the trigger, I don't like the word trigger at all, but that's what people use in this context. Okay. To explain those, those trigger moments. Yeah. Okay. So, so they understand what's happening and you, you know, that I may wake up tomorrow and not feel great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, those kind of things. Yeah. So that's important to share. Okay. Um, um, and to find someone who wants to listen, like I said, that's critical. You know, like hey, your partner sounds mm-hmm. phenomenal, and that she wants to learn. You know, Kat mm-hmm. the same. Okay, your your partner is. the same. He he wants to learn. I mean, that is huge. You know, to find Absolutely. people that 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 we can share our lives with, grab onto them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm still single, by the way. Mm-hmm. So hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Later. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, Another jam-packed podcast. I'm really glad we got to talk through it, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well said, everybody. All right. Thank you. Yeah. I'll see you guys next week or sometime. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Good night. All right. Yep. Bye-bye.